Hey, it's Jared. Today I have five intermittent fasting weight loss tips for you that come from my uh, experience in intermittent fasting. I started full-time in 2018 towards the very end after Christmas. I was kind of fed up with my just eating schedule and it was all over the place. I wasn't super unhealthy with my eating, but I did have a relationship with food that I didn't think was super healthy. I definitely was not a breakfast eater. I like breakfast foods, but just the breakfast experience was stressful to me. And so I felt like there were things that intermittent fasting were going to solve for me. And uh, so I decided to start. Now, I had previously attempted a couple of times to intermittent fast, and I just wasn't going about it the right way. And so it wasn't sustainable. I ended up stopping even after a, as short of a couple of days. So with many failed attempts to try and lose weight prior to that with different methods, not necessarily through intermittent fasting, but I had definitely been trying to lose weight and had been failing at that for over 10 years. I'd put on some weight in my 20s and then continue to put on some weight in my 30s. Uh, you know, starting a family, getting busy with many other things. I wasn't as active as I was before. And so there were a lot of things that had just kind of piled up. And I felt like getting rid of the stress of dealing with breakfast was going to be one benefit, as well as I had heard of a lot of other benefits of intermittent fasting. I had some uh, some acid reflux issues. My doctor had actually diagnosed me with GERD. And so uh, I think that's what I had. I don't know. It's what she said that I had. But I ended up having to take medication, and I just I, I didn't like that prognosis of having to be on medication forever to limit my stomach from doing something that it wanted to do. I didn't feel like I was having constant problems. I knew that there was just some sort of a change that I needed to make in order to have some real benefits. So towards, uh, of course, getting into intermittent fasting, I had some relief and was able to take myself off of the PPI medication that I was on for my acid reflux. So before jumping into the weight loss tips, I have a couple of tips on getting started because these getting started tips are gonna help you actually be successful if you try to apply some of the weight loss tips that I have figured out uh, that I'll share here in a few moments. So the first is to start slow and work your way up. Most people, when they start intermittent fasting, they think they need to adhere to a 16-hour or an 18-hour fast or maybe even a 20-hour if you're really going nuts. So if you jump right to that, your body is going to wonder why in the heck you're not feeding it in the morning anymore. So you really do need to work towards that. Start by maybe eating a little bit later in the morning and then just continually moving that up until you are at that fasting window that you want to be in. It's a challenging process and it takes a little bit of getting your body used to it. People who just go cold turkey and decide not to eat in the morning anymore are definitely going to have a harder time. Me being that I struggled with breakfast in the morning. The initial stress of knowing that I wasn't going to have to deal with breakfast in the morning definitely made it a lot easier, but usually by around 9.30 or 10 o'clock in the morning, I was pretty hungry, so I needed to work my way up to that. Keep yourself active. On days that I uh, was inactive, I wasn't going to the gym in the morning. I was maybe sleeping in a little bit later. I wasn't uh, getting up and moving around a bit in the morning. Those were mornings that seemed to be much harder for me to maintain my fasting state uh, until lunchtime, which sounds weird. You would think that if you were more active, you would be more hungry. But the fact that you're sitting around, I don't know, your body is in a state and it wants to be fed. Whereas if you're busy doing stuff, if you're being active, if you're 
moving around, if you're keeping yourself busy, your body is focused on that and not so much on eating. I know for me, when I sit around and I'm stagnant, my body just, it wants me to eat. It wants me to consume something. So start your fast at least three hours before bed as well, especially if you suffer from acid reflux like me. If I would eat food too close to bedtime, I typically would suffer for it the next morning. And so when I made sure that I wasn't eating any later than like 6, 6.30 p.m., so that by the time I went to bed at around 9, 10, sometimes later, I definitely wouldn't have any issues in the morning. So I give my body a chance to digest everything before I go to bed, and that's a best practice right there. If you wake up in the morning and you're feeling, uh, you know, a little bit of acid or whatever, you're just not feeling great because you didn't give your body time to digest all the food last night, you're naturally going to feel like you want to eat in the morning. I don't know what that is. Even having acid reflux when it would flare up, it gives you that feeling of wanting to eat, which is weird. Staying hydrated is also pretty important. You, of course, want to make sure that you do stay hydrated because our bodies need that, but also because of the extended fasting window, you want to make sure that you are getting plenty of fluids. All right, well, let's jump into those fasting tips for weight loss. The first is to not overeat during your window of eating. So, of course, whether you're fasting 16 hours, 18 hours, 20 hours, whatever it is, the leftover time that you're going to be eating, don't overeat. Don't stuff yourself. A lot of people out there giving advice saying during that window you can eat whatever you want and you're still going to lose weight and I really it bugs me when people give advice that are blanket statements when every person their body is different the way that they digest food the way their metabolism all that stuff is so different and when these people go online and they give these blanket statements about how intermittent fasting works they're just they're they're completely ignorant and I wish that they would stop because every body is different and the the one thing that I do know is going to work for all of us is if we do not overeat during that window. If you are trying to have a certain amount of calories that you consume, uh, you know, to, to lose weight, which you of course have to limit calorie intake a bit if you're going to lose weight. If you eat as many calories as you want, doesn't matter what your eating window is, you're not going to lose any weight. Some people might lose a little bit of weight, but for most of us, we're probably not. So you need to make sure that you're not overeating during that window or eating more than you normally would have if you weren't intermittent fasting. Ramp up your eating. Don't stuff yourself right out of the gate. Your stomach is going from a fasted state, an extended fasted state, and it has probably maybe even shrunk a little bit since the last time that you ate. And if you go and just cram a ton of food into it because you are so hungry, then you're going to have a hard time the rest of the day. You're going to want to eat a ton of food throughout the day, and you're going to end the day by eating a ton of food. So so ramp up your eating. Start the day by eating a smaller amount and then ramp up to your bigger meal at the end of the day. Make sure your caloric intake is in line with your weight loss goal. Of course, if you're trying to lose weight, like I said, you need to restrict your calorie intake a little bit. That may be bringing it down to what's healthy for your body, or that may be even restricting it a little bit more so that you are at a deficit every day so that your body is burning fat. And I don't have all of the nutritional advice for you there, because I am not a nutritionist, I'm not a dietitian, I'm also not a personal trainer. So when it comes to deciding how you want to handle that, you definitely want to talk to a medical professional or somebody who has experience or is licensed in that area. So I can't give you caloric intake advice. I can only say what I'm doing for myself. 
and then give you that caveat of that you should go and check with a professional. Number two is not to break your fast with carbs or sugar. Of course, those are the easy things to grab, and when we are done with our fast and we're super hungry, we go to the cupboard and grab whatever is in a box because it is ready to eat already. You just open the box and eat it. But if you consume carbs and sugars right out of the gate, you're giving your body exactly what you are trying to burn immediately. And so when you feed it that first, you're giving your body some food, which it's excited about because it hasn't had any in a while, and it's ready to burn that, and it's ready to put it to use. But if you're not giving your body good food out of the gate, then it's not going to burn anything that you have stored. And so for me, I really started seeing results when I made that change. Instead of breaking my fast with a big sandwich or some crackers or some chips or whatever, chips and salsa is like one of my favorite, and I would always go to that. These were things that were I was not seeing any results because I was feeding my body a bunch of carbs and processed foods right out of the gate. What really did change for me is when I started breaking my fast with something simple like some vegetables. I was cutting up a cucumber and eating an avocado, and that's what I was breaking my fast with. Now, some people are going to say, that's not the meal that I want to break my fast with. I'm starving. I should get a hamburger or something. I should eat something much more uh, exciting. But for me, it was about giving my body some food so that it can get started on you know, processing that food and converting it to energy and everything that it needed to do. But I didn't want to give it stuff that it couldn't burn and it needed to store. Uh, for example, like sugars and carbs and all that stuff. So I was breaking my fast with something that was really healthy, something that it could put to use right away, and it didn't need to store. And there wasn't any extra for it to store either. And then, of course, throughout the day, I would ramp up my eating a little bit. And I, during dinner time, I didn't really pay too much attention to what I was eating. I would eat whatever my wife was preparing or whatever we decided to prepare. Of course, I did at times cut back a bit as well because I was also trying to correct some issues that I had just with the way that I saw food and, of course, my desires for different types of foods. I was trying to kind of get that under control, and I talked about that in another video on my weight loss journey that I'll make sure to share in the description below. But for me, I didn't have to worry so much about what I ate later on in the day if I made sure that I broke my fast in a really healthy way. Number three is to stay active. I worked out far before my fast was over because I wanted to force my body to burn fat. And now some people will say, oh, well, that'll burn muscle and you'll have other issues if you do it that way. But for me, it was really about just fat burning and wanting to lose some of the weight. And so it's also easier for me to go and work out in the morning than it is once the day gets started. So I just continued on my routine of going to the gym early in the morning. Even though I was waking up at around 4 in the morning, I had been fasting since dinner time the night before. I'd work out for a couple of hours and knowing I wasn't going to be feeding my body for many hours after that, which definitely was challenging a little bit at times, but I was working out in the morning. Now, I'm not saying that you need to follow that uh, process and work out in the morning. You can definitely work out whenever it's convenient for you, and you definitely want to listen to your body through that process. But for me, that's just how it worked. It was best for me to be fasting all the way up until lunchtime and then just have the lunchtime to dinnertime window to eat and then the rest of it be fasting. That worked out best for me. But some people may want to have breakfast and then eat until early afternoon and then start fasting all the way until breakfast the next day. It's really about 
figuring out how it's gonna best work for you, your fitness goals, and also if you are more active, which I hope that you are, making sure that that is uh, being done in a healthy way and that you have enough uh, in your system to support the type of workouts that you're doing. For me, it was more cardio than it was heavy weightlifting and stuff like that at the time, and so it was much easier for me to go to the gym and actually get some work done and not have a whole bunch of calories waiting to be burned. But I did know that I couldn't go really hard in the mornings because I didn't have enough resources in my body ready for that. Number four is staying hydrated, which I did mention before as something that helps you get started in intermittent fasting. But staying hydrated is really important because we're limiting the amount of food intake that we have to a smaller amount of time. We get a lot of our hydration from the food that we eat as well, not just from the liquids that we drink. So you want to make sure that you're staying hydrated and drinking more water than you normally would if you weren't intermittent fasting. And so I've made sure to always be drinking water. Of course, I start out the day with some coffee and I may drink a couple of cups of coffee and then I switch to water and I make sure that I drink at least 48 ounces of water throughout the rest of the day. I try to consume even more than that if possible. But you definitely want to stay hydrated because we're not getting hydration from food in as big of a window as we used to. Number five is probably the most important one, which is listen to your body. Don't damage yourself just to make that daily fasting goal. There have been mornings when around nine o'clock in the morning, I just don't feel right in the stomach and it may be a little bit of the acid reflux or whatever. It may just be hunger pains or something like that. But rather than forcing myself to go until noon and dealing with the pain, I will consume a small handful of cashews or something like that. It doesn't mean that I go all out and break my fast early. It just means that I give my body a little bit of something to make sure that I don't have to just stick through the pain for the rest of the morning. Now, it's not bad pain. I'm definitely not sitting there anguish or whatever, but I don't want to put off that. I don't want to, I'm not telling my body like, look, you're going to have to suffer. Now, I only really have to do this maybe once every 10 days or so. It seems that I will eat a little tiny bit of something just to give my body something. And you may not have issues like this, especially if you're not dealing with digestive issues like I have in the past, but listen to your body. Don't force your body to do a full fast every single day. Of course, a lot of us are looking for perfection, and when we have to break our fast a little early, we get frustrated, but don't worry. It's just a day out of many days. I've now been intermittent fasting for over a year and a month, and that's a lot of days behind me. So if I have to break my fast a little early one day because my body is telling me I just need to do that, or if a friend wants to meet me for lunch at 11 and I knew I, I couldn't break my fast until 1, I'm fine breaking my fast at 11. It's not going to be the end of the world. So that goes beyond listening to your body and just not being a fanatic about this whole process. But listen to your body. Don't damage your body just to do this. Like I said, occasionally I feel that hunger pain, whatever it is. Uh, it might actually be worse if I didn't end my fast the previous night well. Maybe I ate a little late or I ate greasy foods as my last meal. And then the next morning, I'm just kind of feeling a little, you know, off. I will give my body a little bit of something just so that I'm not, uh, you know, letting it eat itself alive, essentially, or whatever. I know I'm being a little dramatic. But it get, I get that feeling in the mornings, and I, I would rather... 
get rid of that feeling by utilizing something like a little bit of food, something super healthy like a handful of cashews. That's it. Not a big handful, just a little bit. Something to get into my stomach and then of course I'll drink some extra water. Um, and in a worst case scenario, I might take an antacid, but I've been trying to stay off of antacids completely. So I've got a couple of bonus tips for you. The first is to keep a log. Of course, utilizing that is going to help you track your progress and see how you're doing. Now for me, I start by using an intermittent fasting app, which made it easy for me to kind of set that timer and also be notified when my window was complete and I could start to eat. Uh, of course, that's pretty simple just to know if you're very consistent every single day, but utilizing the app is kind of nice. Unlocking those streaks, uh, you know, by making sure that you are reaching your goals every single day definitely feels good, but I'm not going to uh, trade out those for listening to my body and maintaining some sort of overall health. I don't want to hurt myself in this process of intermittent fasting. But I also have started tracking kind of a food score for the day. And so during that window of my availability to eat, I can essentially do whatever I want, but I want to make sure that I am doing it in a healthy way. So I give myself a food score. So that way, if I have kind of a lower score, maybe one day I went out with a friend and we got hamburgers, and then maybe even later that night, my family and I went out to dinner. And so that food score day is going to be relatively low. I know the next day, maybe even the next couple of days, I want to improve my food intake score, which is essentially just a score. I give it from one to five, five being super healthy, one being totally garbage eating for the day. So wherever it is in between there, I know that if I had a day of eating that just wasn't that great, that maybe the next day I want to improve that. I don't track every item that I eat. I find that to be a little too tedious for me. So I just give myself an overall score for the day. And this is all something that I've built out in Notion, which is an app that I use for managing my life and organizing everything. I've talked about it in other videos. And if it's something that's interesting to you, I will definitely make a video on how I manage my intermittent fasting and my food score and all of that stuff in Notion. So if you're interested in that, let me know down in the comment section below. Um, check out my other videos on what I've learned through my weight loss journey. I'm sharing them. I'm definitely not trying to give blanket statements. As I mentioned before, what works for me may not work for you, but I realize that when I'm trying to explain things to you. So I don't want to give you any false hopes or give you any tools that I know are uh, only going to work because of the things I was doing behind the veil that you didn't get to see. I'm trying to be as real and as open as I can with this whole process and share things that I think think are actually attainable for most of us because I'm not some fitness person online that is just coming at you with all of this advice being that I was already in great shape in the first place. So of course, it's easy for me to talk about all of these things. No, I had a lot of issues with food, with my health and all that stuff. And intermittent fasting has helped out with a lot of them, including helping me lose weight. So some closing thoughts. Intermittent fasting is a tool. It is not a cure for anything. Intermittent fasting is not by itself going to help you lose weight. It is not by itself going to cure any of your problems. It is lifestyle change that is going to help with that. And intermittent fasting helps you better control your lifestyle by limiting the window of eating opportunities. And also just the practice itself helps you be more mindful of being healthy when you are eating. So it is the first thing that has worked for me in decreasing acid reflux occurrences and issues with that. Uh, and it's almost gone. And it is, of course, the first 
kind of thing that's helped me corral my food desires and my food issues in a way where it has resulted in weight loss. The intermittent fasting has helped my digestive tract, but really the lifestyle is a mindset change. It is something that you need to be ready to do mentally, and intermittent fasting isn't going to solve that because, like I said before, you can still eat a ton and eat unhealthy in that small window and then fast the rest of the time, and all your body is doing, especially if it's good at storing food and storing resources for later, is just build fat anyways. Body's going to do what the body's going to do, so intermittent fasting is a tool. It's not a cure. And that's going to do it for this video. So I hope that it helped you out. I know for me, this has been an interesting journey and I wanted to share it because people have been asking me about it. So I hope that these five tips help you be more successful with intermittent fasting. Because like I said, intermittent fasting in and of itself is just a tool. It's not something that's going to immediately just cure all. It's not the silver bullet, which so many people try to make it out to be. So I hope that this video helped you. If it does, let me know down in the comment section below. Click that subscribe button to subscribe to the channel so you get notified when I put out more videos. If you're listening to the podcast, you can definitely subscribe to the podcast and I'd appreciate that. And also share this with somebody who you know is trying to lose some weight because I think that what I have been able to achieve here is repeatable for other people, for average people that are not fitness gurus and fitness lifestyle people. So thanks for doing that. And I hope to see you back in the next one. Take care.